Hi, and welcome to uh, the audio commentary for my new CD, Love Colored Soul. This is Ken Navarro, and with me is my good friend, Janet Gilbert, who is also a writer and a humor columnist. Uh, Janet, thanks for coming and doing this oh, today. Ken, I'm thrilled to be here. This is going to be really fun and also a little bit nerve-wracking. <laughs> well, J <laughs> Janet hasn't heard note one of the music, and since I've heard each note way too many times, it, it ought to be a good, good balance. <laughs> so anyway, let's get started. Well, this is the, the first song. <laughs> it's called You Are Everything. You Are Everything, that's right. I hope so. Sometimes that happens. I played a show in uh, Denver, Colorado, where the minute we started, the dance floor filled up at this club. And then they weren't dancing like the what, traditional dance either. It was clear to me that's what these people did, you know. Yeah, I but I mean, songs like this that obviously have a real strong, you know, uh, R&B-ish yeah, you know, feel to them. There's a real romance in this song, I yeah. think, when I hear it. I, I mean, it happens in my kitchen. Yeah, when oh, that's cool. Oh, that's nice. Well, th this is... Um, this is a song I co-wrote, something I rarely do, with uh, a friend of mine, Jay Lang, who is also a radio personality on the Smooth Jazz Station in Washington, D.C., WJZW. He does the afternoon show. Okay. He's got one of those, hi, this is Jay Lang kind of voices. <laughs> and uh, he, he brought me this song, just the, um, uh, the, the rhythm tracks uh, of, of a demo, no melody. And uh, and I he emailed it to me, and I opened it as an MP3 file. I opened it up and I composed all the melodies for it on guitar. Emailed it back to him, and he said, "This is great." And then you know uh, I fleshed out the demo, and we of course re-recorded all the parts with my regular players. And, and wow! Did you did you get a, a real feeling from just hearing the rhythm track about what you wanted the melody to be? Um, yeah, well, it kind of, I wouldn't say it paints you in a corner when you work that way, but it does force you to certain things work and certain things don't. Mm -hmm. But I love the way the rhythm track felt. I mean, it, yeah. it was fun for me to play to it. I just wanted to improvise to it. So eventually what I had to do was hone in my improvisations to something a little bit more finer uh, and, and more, more melodic and right. singable instead of just, you know. And I, I think as a listener, I think we... Love to hear a melody and like to have that. It's comforting and it's also you might want to hum along and sing. Right, right, exactly. Oh, I, I really believe that the singing of it is is critical. You know. Now this section here, this is a solo where I where I opened it up and it's what you would call a bridge. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a completely different set of chords and. I'm using my nylon string guitar, my Takamini, which is an acoustic uh, classical mm -hmm. guitar. Uh, you can plug it in, but I never record it plugged in. I always record it with a microphone. Um, and, Sweet, uh, as my son would say. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. It's it's. Well, this this was great to see what happened when I brought in real drums and real bass, because the the demo was all machines, you know, drum machine and synthesized bass and so different. I mean, the kind of bass part that Gary Granger's playing is what's called slap bass, where you hit the strings with your thumb. It gives like that popping effect. Yeah. 
And he's naturally now that I'm talking about it, he's late. He doesn't play right here, but but um, it was very different than what was on the demo and was so much cooler right, and and, right. and funky. And of course, Blues Web, great drummer. It just you know, it's just so different for him to to play on it. It just has a even though we played the part that was on the demo, it doesn't come across That's the right. same way. Mm-hmm. It's much better. Well, I don't know. Not not speaking for Jay, but but for myself, it just had a very. Um, um, it sounded like an album opener to me, and I always like to try to have some sort of tour de force as an album album opener, something that can really uh, open up as the song as the song develops. So um, I, I can't say there was some sort of personal, uh, you know thing for it. These sometimes these songs are numbers for the longest time, as in 01, 02, you know. Right, right, right. Th- these had titles much quicker. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. But, but I, uh, I think then once you probably start playing and you get into it, you you the feeling comes through. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then you that, know I mean, and to then, me that sounds like a And then the title comes out right, of that exactly. Right. Now this is another song that I co wrote. Two in a row with something wow. I never do. This was written with my keyboardist Jay Rowe. Uh, it's called "You Did It Again," and he just, he sent me this song. I wish I could play for you what it sounded like when he sent it to me. It was completely different. It had a completely different melody, and it was about twice as fast. And I took it digitally and slowed it down. Again, it was done via email. Isn't that I slowed something? it down and and uh, and wrote a com- took the melody off and wrote a completely new melody. And and, you know, and, and doing things like this by email is it is, is it just as fun as sitting in a room with someone or is it is it just for a different experience it's different it's it's very different uh, for me it's better because it's difficult for me one of the reasons I haven't co-wrote co-written a lot is because it's difficult for me to to be as free with my creative ideas when somebody's there right. it's a lot easier to look bad for yourself <laughs> and it's very necessary to do a lot of crummy stuff before you hit the good stuff, oh, I sure. think. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, you know, as a writer, right. for every page that shows up in the column, there might right. be three columns that you went, oh, forget this, you right, know, right. or that don't gel and you maybe you put aside because maybe they'll gel later. But doing that in front of somebody and then, of course, the personal interaction that goes on when somebody's with you. It can be very difficult, you know. Sure, it's like it's probably be very hard to uh, hear your work change so rapidly. Right, right. By another creative person. It's, it's, yeah. But, but when somebody sends it to you, it's like they're saying, "Here's what I bring to the table," and they plop it down and they walk away, and then you work with it, and 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 then you contribute to a point where you go, "I think I have something now to bring to the table." You bring it to their table via the email usually because Jay Rowe lives in Connecticut. Plop it down on his table, and you walk away. And and I've done this with a few different people. That works better for me. I I feel like I can be myself. You yeah, know? and it's working in this song, isn't it? I mean, well, th- really this is one where the where the real rhythm section transformed it. It's just blues. This is just right up his alley. This mm-hmm. kind of a of a of a groove. Now that's Rob Holmes yeah. playing saxophone. 
I knew he was the perfect guy for this album right away. Um, How was that? Well, he's he's a he plays tenor and alto and soprano saxophone equally well. But his soprano saxophone, which is what he's playing on this song and what he plays on most of the album that he that he's on, is just so lyrical, and it's smooth jazz without being that syrupy. Right, right. Kenny G sort of sound-alike thing. Yeah. He's got a real strong um, personality, but at the same time, it's it's extremely melodic, and he sounds yeah. like he's writing when, when he's improvising. Like, what he just played there was a solo, but it sounds like it's composed almost because it's so so logical. And that, and that was improv. That oh, was, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really something, because it's almost like a voice is coming in. Right, like, right, exactly. Not, like, a voice uh, coming in. Well, that's right here. He's doing the same thing behind the melody. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I can hear a, yeah, a he's, voice. And now what'll happen in the next chorus is that melody will keep going, and I'll have a solo guitar and his solo sax, and they'll they'll talk. Yeah. Oh, Little blues really lick there. Yeah, I kind of wanted to not talk over that. Oh, actually, I, this is just me soloing yeah, over here. Yeah, let's hear it. But he comes, he'll he'll respond in a second. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it's interesting because Rob and I don't record these things at the same time. Oh, that's, that's yet, hard yet to it's believe, as if it? we're we're talking, and it's because yeah. we're both very sensitive to listening to what is on the on the tape when when we record our parts. Oh, so it, yeah, Rob's a great partner. He and I have never played live yet. We've never played together at the same time in any situation. <laughs> yet we yet <laughs> here we are, believe. you know, doing that. Now this is another song, but that this is a song I didn't write. Um, it's interesting how the album starts off with things that I don't normally do, co-writing, and right. this song is called Glass Dolphins. This is from the album that inspired me to do this whole record. It's a record called Touch by the great saxophonist John Clemmer. It came out in 1975, wow. and this winter, in the midst of a cold winter, I rediscovered this record, Touch. It's a really beautiful, warm, healing, sexy record. Mm -hmm. um, that I just rediscovered and went, this is so wonderful. I want to write a record that has the same kind of vibe all the way through. And I thought, what nicer thing than to do a cover of one of my favorite songs. And this is one, this melody line was originally played by John on saxophone. And I got a really nice email about a week and a half ago from John, from John Clemmer going, said? I see you're doing my song Touch. I'm so honored. That's great. Please send me a copy. I'd love to hear your version of it. And that that's really quite a compliment. I don't know him. and. He, he's been somebody I've been listening to since I was in college. That's when the record See, came out. See, now we know, 75. You yeah, yeah I, was in, I was a senior at University of Wisconsin. People are doing Wisconsin. their math now. Right, well, they, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't work too hard. <laughs> so this is what he played. Uh, well, yeah, this, this there's lead. no soloing. In, well, a little soloing in this song, but it's yeah. this is mostly just a, just a, a an interpretation on the nylon string guitar, this beautiful, mm -hmm. simple song. Um, and of course, 1975, there was nothing called smooth jazz or new age or anything. It was John right. Clemmer was really, John Clemmer played on a lot of Steely Dan records too. Right. He he was he was really quite the quite the uh, uh, 
a pioneer in that time for a kind of music that had no name, really. Yeah, but it's very melodic. Well, it's just, I, I always pictured him looking at some miniature of glass dolphins or something, mm -hmm. and he just, you know, I don't know, it's just a moment he kind of captured. But I was, um, it really translated well to the nylon string guitar. I was concerned right. because he's got this beautiful big tenor sax sound. Um, For like sustaining, you mean? Notes. Exactly, but it, it works really well. Oh, it it's is. a very and I really got a big sound on the nylon string guitar to just try to, you know, I wasn't shy about. Now those are kind of improvised little things right there, but they are and they aren't. That sort of know. sounds like you to me. You know, yeah, I mean, that's exactly. What I, that's right. you bringing right. your uh, your art to his song. Right, exactly. Now a lot a lot of the percussion on this is is me. Uh, playing sample parts and triangles and shakers yeah. and then there's a track of real percussion that goes all the way through the song that you know like that little yeah. that happened yeah. that's the real guy uh, but hear that triangle yes. ting, ting, ting. that's that's me playing that on a keyboard that's a real guy the, the thing went, that sounded like the doo. yeah the and at the wavering. end you'll you'll hear a shaker thing that goes from speaker to speaker that's that's Kevin Prince, the real percussionist. That gong is me. But hear the shaker. Yeah. It, it has a watery, watery feel, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, that's 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 his track. Very nice. <laughs> 